Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today I'm joined with Mike Bedard. He's a movie reviewer. And yes, I found him on TikTok. His handle is at cinema underscore singularity. And I want to welcome him to my show. Hi, Mike. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for having me. I tell you what, I love your channel. And I tell you, I am a movie buff. I love history, but I also just love film and I love TV. You cover both. And especially right now, since this is my Christmas episode, you are the the king of my Christmas show at this time. So I would love, I know, I would love to talk to you about that. But let me ask you first, how did you get into this? You know, I've always been obsessed with movies and television. I just, I mean, obsessed, you know, spending hours in front of the TV, just watching whatever would come on. It's the same thing, basically. But yeah, I've just always been into it. And I studied writing in college. I've written some movies myself. Some have been produced. Some I'm trying to get produced. Uh, And yeah, when TikTok came along, it started becoming a real powerhouse social media platform. I just started seeing other people kind of posting their movie hot takes, their movie reviews on the channel. And it was just like, oh, you know, there's there's something to this. And, you know, you see people get invited to like the movie premieres and it's like, well, maybe someday that could happen to me. But I just like talking about films and connecting with other people about their love for cinema. So I started posting my own movie reviews to my own channel, Cinema Singularity. And it kind of just snowballed from there to where I think now I have like 165,000 followers, uh, (laughs) millions of likes. And uh, yeah, I I talk about, uh, you know, the latest releases, give my reviews on those. I stay up to date on the latest, you know, the big TV shows that come out and I try to review all the episodes. And what have really become popular are my series where I'll take a random category and kind of do each installment on something that fits within that category. So right now I'm working on a series called Storylines Writers Regret where I take interviews that writers or showrunners of TV shows have done and where they basically express their regret for a certain plot point or storyline that came out that they later regretted. And I've been having a lot of fun with that and the reaction from people has been real positive. So, and just things like that. I've done uh, weird early roles of famous actors. One I have coming up that'll probably be out by the time this episode comes out. Yeah is uh, actors who were replaced mid-production on movies. So just things like that and taking, you know, kind of giving a bite-sized little movie tidbits. Nice. No, I love that. And that's what drew me to you, just the fact that you got all these little, you know, Easter eggs and everything. And I love that you you were talking about young Sheldon and then talking about the people that wrote Big Bang Theory. I think at, at one point you said that Sheldon walked in on his dad having an affair and then they're trying to incorporate this in young Sheldon and it was just kind of a regret. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of having to work backwards and like, oh, okay, well, to be honest, I don't quite keep up with young Sheldon. But, uh, you know, I guess that's what they're they're doing is trying to figure out how to incorporate that plot point. Or maybe not. Maybe they're not doing anything with it. And oh, I'm keeping up with getting... it. I love young Sheldon. And they are kind of, they're dancing around it. But it's not like he's having a full-on affair. He's just, it's a neighbor. And they've done some flirting. And, and he's had some issues with his own wife. That kind of thing. But it's it's not a full-on thing. But... But also, I have to say, I love that you do this. 
Guys, I love his channel. And this is what is so fun about Mike. He gives you advice, you know, and suggestions on movies, which is really cool because he gets, you know, the inside before everybody else kind of gets the movies and the TV series, which is cool. But he also has like the category where actors lie to get parts. And he has like storylines, writers regret. He already talked about that. And then he talks about actors who quit acting, weird early roles. Is that hilarious? I love this. And that's like I said, this is stuff that I eat up and it's still kind of a, a recent history. I love history, but this is kind of recent film history. But you also talk about the classics with like Christmas. So let's let's talk about some Christmas stuff since this is our Christmas episode. And tell me what your favorite Christmas movies are. And let's talk about that. Sure. Uh, I guess to start off with, uh, just one of my favorite Christmas movies is uh, Home Alone. Mm. It's a perennial favorite around here. I, I watch it every year around Christmas time. And it's just... It's a lot of fun. It's not your typical Christmas movie. It's it's not like a, you know, a Christmas rom-com or an overly schmaltzy Christmas story. It's just a a kid who gets left behind by his family and then gets into various (laughs) shenanigans. And it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is. No, and I I love that film. And I got to say, though, and I don't know if you watched The Holiday with Cameron Diaz and Black Jack and Jude Law. Have you watched that one? I have, yeah. Isn't it fantastic? I mean, I know you may not like rom-coms. I love it. And, you know, it's refreshing. And I think it's just, well, here's the deal. It's a Nancy Myers film. And I love just the, the music alone. But I also love the fact that it's very well written and it's very well acted. It is. It's so good. And that kind of reminds me of another uh not as often discussed Christmas movie. It's called The Night Before. I don't know if you've seen it. I've heard of that. I don't think I have seen it, though. No, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's it came out in 2015, I think. Stars okay. Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. Okay. They're like three friends who go out on New York on like Christmas Eve in search of like this mythical best Christmas party ever. And it's it's a lot of fun. And it, it kind of goes against the typical Christmas formula. Christmas movies are often right. about like, you know, spending time with your family around the holidays. And But this is about like three friends. So it's kind of like making the most out of your found family or spending time with right. your friends around the holidays and being there for the people who, who you kind of choose to incorporate into your family. Right. No, I think that's fantastic. And like I said, that's kind of like how I feel about the holiday. It's not the typical Christmas thing. You wouldn't think that because no one's really spending time with family except for the guy that has the kids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another favorite of mine is When Harry Met Sally. I don't know if people think that's a Christmas movie, but I always watch it around Christmas. I always think it. I kind of associate that and New Year's with this one. What do you think about that? Uh, definitely. I feel like if any movie takes place around the holidays, like yeah. it, it technically qualifies as a Christmas movie, uh, which, by the way, hot take, uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Okay, okay, see, I don't, I, I know, and I don't think it is, but it's okay, because there's so many people that do, and that's okay, I get it, I get it, people think, I, I have friends who live in um, the UK, and they absolutely think it's a Christmas movie, and I'm like, okay, I don't know if I agree with that, but that's okay, I, I do, I do get it, because it does happen around Christmas, <laughs> So another one that I love, of course, you know, Christmas Vacation, Elf, love, love actually. But let me ask you something. I know you're probably not a big Hallmark person. I don't love a lot of Hallmark films. However, there is one called The Spirit of Christmas. I don't know if you've seen it with Jen Lilly. And it's about a ghost in a house that she goes to try to sell. 
and then she kind of falls in love with this ghost and i think it's so great because i'm a paranormal true crime podcast yeah i i haven't seen it but it sounds more interesting than a lot of the other christmas movies that have come out yes it is so much better than a lot of the hallmarks guys my husband actually likes the hallmark stuff i know and i i'm a writer and i don't i don't love them but this one was actually done really well it's called the spirit of christmas so something to check out so so tell me some other films that you like for christmas uh well i like elf yes Elf is a really fun one. It's just, it's kind of the most recent like Christmas classic. I feel yes. like it gets a lot of rotation around the holidays on like ABC Family, right. where people will just gather around and kind of become synonymous with the holidays. Exactly, exactly. And I got to ask you, you know, everybody knows A Christmas Story. Everybody knows that with Peter Billingsley. I think he is Barbara Billingsley's grandson, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, that was then, back in like, what, they, they made that movie in like 1984, I think, right? Right, yeah, around that time, yeah. Yeah. Now, the new one is with Peter Billingsley as the adult, and I know you've seen it, so tell me what you think about the new film. Um, I think it's called, what's it called? A Christmas Story 2? A Christmas Story Christmas. Oh, A Christmas Story Christmas, okay. Very, very wordy kind of uh, trip over your tongue title. <laughs> it is. But it's it's very much within the spirit of the original Christmas story where it's sort of all these vignettes of uh, Ralphie around the holidays, except this time he's the father and he's trying to give his kids. It's uh, It starts off sad. Uh, Ralphie's father passes away shortly before Christmas, so he goes and visits his mom. Uh, spend time with her for the holidays but all the while trying to give his kids a good Christmas season and trying to give them all the presents they want and various uh, mishaps ensue so but it's really well done I mean if people like the original Christmas story I think they'll like this one because it's it's very much within that same vein and the same type of story right and, you know, that's the thing. I mean, we need some new ones. Like, we need some newer Christmas movies. Because as much as I love Love Actually, that's kind of racy, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I feel like a lot of modern Christmas movies are synonymous with kind of that Hallmark Christmas movie. You know, the, I get, and Netflix is kind of like barging in on their territory. They always put out a bunch of Christmas movies around this time of year. But, like, not a whole lot of, like, Christmas instant classics have come out as of late. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, the old A Wonderful Life. I love that film. We always watch that one as well. Actually, I do. Um, I I know my husband's seen it with me, but he didn't grow up watching it because, like, his dad just owned the TV and they only had one and the whole thing. So, but I remember watching it when I was a kid and I love that one. But, you know, and Miracle on 34th Street is really good, I thought. What are some of the classics you like? All of my, like, classics come from the 90s, probably because that's when I grew up. So it's like, (laughs) when I I think of, like, classic Christmas movies, I think of, like, Jingle All the Way or, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or like Jim Carrey's uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas movie. Right. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. White Christmas. Yeah. 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 And like I said, some of those are just so old school and they're kind of musical-y. Like White Christmas, I know, is musical. Um, not everybody loves that. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's either a Disney kind of Christmas for some people or it's not. You know, like, but when we talk about like Christmas Vacation, and that's one of my favorites too, I mean, it's still... I think it kind of still holds up well, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. And I think there's uh, also a spot kind of in the Christmas movie lexicon for like TV specials. Because I mean, that's kind of like, I I love Christmas movies. But like growing up, it was like, you know, gathering around the family and watching like a Charlie Brown Christmas or like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, or even just like the Christmas episodes of like my favorite TV shows. Like, I mean, I love the the Christmas episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, the the first one where SpongeBob (laughs) brings Christmas to the Bikini Bottom. And 
so I mean, those are kind of the things I associate more with the uh, with Christmas. Yeah, no, and, and you know, you're quite a bit younger than me, so I I get that. But you know, and it's funny because I have friends who watch like The Godfather at Christmas. What do you think about that? That's in, it. Does it's been a while since I've seen The Godfather. Yeah. Does it take place around Christmas time? I, Is it, or, I guess it kind of spans a good length of time, yeah. so I guess it, it could. I'm like, you know, that's like one of the most violent films and they're like watching it and they, they watch it every year. And I don't know if it's just because, and I don't think she grew up on it. I think she watched it when she was kind of later in life. Um, but now the whole family, you know, the adults watch it every year. And I'm like, you watch the Godfather every year. It's like people kind of make their own Christmas traditions and whether that's watching the Godfather or watching Die Hard, I mean, to go back to that, it's like, you know, it's about a man going back to LA to be with his family around the holidays and then he has to like fight all the terrorists so it's kind of like you know people make their own traditions i suppose no they absolutely do i gotta talk to you though you know how okay so we're getting off christmas just for a second there are some underrated films and i don't know if you've seen this one and it's on amazon right now it used to be on netflix for a long time and now it's on amazon and i think it's free have you ever seen take care with leslie bibb i have not i tell you what it's so well done it's an independent film and I, I love independent films. I think that it's almost like watching college versus professional football. Uh, they have a different kind of love for movie making than they, <laughs> you know, when they don't get. Yeah. And um, it's called Take Care with Leslie Bibb. And I can't think of some of the other actors. They're they're not as well known. And it's about a woman who gets hit by a car. <laughs> it's a rom-com. And she ends up asking her ex-boyfriend to take care of her because she took care of him when he had a small bout with cancer. But he's with another girl and all that. Yeah. So he comes and helps her because her family just kind of blows her off. They don't, but they kind of do. And she knows that. So she's like, I helped him now. Dang it. It's time for him to help me. And he also like won some kind of big IT thing where he got a bunch of money for some IT idea he had or app he had. You know, this is back in 2014. So who knows? I think it's like an app that they bought from him. It's so funny. And it's so well done done. And I'm very much a snob when it comes to movies. If they don't make me laugh or if they're not written well, because I'm an author, you know, I write, I lose interest really fast. So guys, look up Take Care on Amazon. Do you have any other suggestions for maybe underrated films that maybe not everyone has, has heard of? You know, I'm I'm a big fan of horror movies. Yes. Um, so Halloween's my jam. Yes. Uh, but I, I, there's a real interesting subsection of Christmas horror movies. Oh, and really? I really, like there's kind of the obvious ones like uh, Gremlins and Nightmare Before Christmas. But I really enjoy one called Anna and the Apocalypse. Ooh. Came out in like 2017. I think it's on Hulu. It used to be on Hulu if okay. it's not anymore. But so first things first it's a musical it's a horror christmas musical and it's about like these high schoolers who are about to like graduate and then the zombie apocalypse happens so they're having to like fight their way to survival all while singing and it's a lot of fun yeah and it's a musical too do the zombies dance too uh, I believe they do. I think. I think. I, I think it's like uh, it's more like actually. I I might take that back. I don't want to promise anything, but um, I think it's mostly like the humans are like the ones singing and dancing, and the zombies are just kind of in the background, like sure. shambling and groaning. Yeah, there's one that you just reviewed on your channel. What was it um, that you literally just reviewed? And I can't think of the name of it, um, but you actually liked it. It is brand new, I think, on Netflix. Tro- troll. It was a troll. I think it was troll. Yeah. Yeah. 
You like that? Yeah, movie. I, I liked it. It's a it's a pretty good monster movie. Uh, nothing to do with Christmas for anyone looking, right. but it's a different kind of like uh, if you're looking for if you're burnt out on Christmas movies, it's a decent monster movie to watch. It's basically this troll kind of rises from the Norwegian mountains and uh, wreaks havoc that on the neighboring towns. Yeah, well, see, and that's another thing, guys. If you don't really want to watch a bunch of Christmas movies, he has a plethora of movies on his channel that he suggests. And there's a new one called The Wanderer. Have you watched that one? Oh, I haven't had a chance to see that yet, but I, I want to. It's on my list. Yeah, that one is getting some really good buzz, uh, like really good buzz. And I started it the other day, but I was not in the frame of mind or the time of day to watch it. So about 15 minutes in, I was like, I need to watch this at another time because I think it would be really good. You know how that happens when you're like, no, I'm not in the... I'm not in the right frame of mind to watch this, but it looks really, it looks kind of dark. And I think that might be just right up your alley. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like sometimes you have to be in a certain mindset to want to watch something, especially if it's like, yeah. like The Wander. It looks kind of like a period piece. It has like Florence Pugh in it, I think. Yes. But it, it does look a bit more heady. And because mm -hmm. sometimes you just want to watch Anna and the Apocalypse and just watch uh, Dancing Zombies. And sometimes you want to take <laughs> on the more... Uh, the headier stuff. So right. yeah, I, I, once I'm in that more mind frame, I, I'm hoping to check it out. Right, because I'm the one that would at Christmas time watch Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley, or I would watch Sense and Sensibility with Emma Thompson, and those are my kind of jams. And you know, I'm such a girl when it comes to that because I love Jane Austen, and it's written really well, and they do such a good job. But then there's like the new movie with Emma Thompson where she plays the middle-aged woman who hires a sex worker to come and do the deed with her, and she doesn't really know what to do and i think it's good luck oh i can't think of the name good luck oh, yeah um good luck to you leo grande oh it's good luck to you leo grande yes thank you for that it was actually really good it was awkward but so real but very good at times and very smooth but yet awkward for the right reasons and for the realest reasons that's what i love yeah i reviewed that on my channel a while back when it first came out it's on hulu okay. but it's it's really it almost functions like a play it's just it these does. like two characters just like in a hotel room just like you know she's talking about her sexual hang-ups he's trying to like goad her into just like you know it's just like oh don't worry this is what i do i'm an escort right. just let's just do it and it leads to some really interesting places well it's a very eye-opening kind of enlightening kind of therapeutic thing for both of them like, you know, she discovers something about herself and this has nothing to do with any kind of um, intimacy between them. They, a lot of it's just them talking and it's just so fun to watch because they talk about difficult things that we all kind of keep in our heads. Like you said, it's kind of heady. And then you, you start talking about it with someone else that you don't know because, hey, who are they going to tell? They don't know anybody that you know. And then it gets so real. And then you're like, oh, wow, you know, because she's a mom and, you know, her kids aren't as close to her as she'd like them to be or whatever it is. And, you know, he's young enough to be your child. And he's like, well, let me tell you why that is maybe, you know, and it's just so neat to get that perspective from totally different generations. And I think that's like kind of, uh, you know, to speak of the power of movies to like get yeah. that like perspective you, you wouldn't maybe wouldn't get from uh, the people in your life, but to see, you know, these people who are relatable and just they're relatable even if they're not relatable yeah, to you if that no. makes sense it, no it does yeah absolutely no that's true because you know you may not want to watch something like that you know and I, I just came across it and I love Emma Thompson I'm like I'm just going to give it a try it's not really something that I would be interested as far as the you know the the storyline <laughs> but then when I started watching it and just the writing alone was so good and you're right it was like a play in a way but it was so real and not overly produced they're literally in a hotel room so 
even if they had the biggest budget in the world, they didn't need one because you get two really good actors in one room and a good script. You don't need much. And that's what I love about some of these underproduced play like movies where they just talk. And those are some of my favorite things about some of these little independent films, don't you think? Definitely. With the big budget kind of typical Hollywood movies, I mean, you kind of know what to expect for the most part. Every so often something surprises you. But yeah, with independent cinema, with the A24 movies, you really get something that like you don't normally get all that often. And so I think it's important to to seek those movies out. And when something like Good Luck to You, Leo Grande comes along, you know, an independent movie that, you know, drops directly on Hulu, it's important for people to check it out just to so that more of those types of movies can be made right especially if you're some kind of movie but not everyone is i've always loved to just escape my own reality and just fall into a movie and just enjoy it especially if it's done well and i love a24 studios they're fantastic they're they're independent correct they're independent yeah yeah so let me ask before we go so tell us if you can some of the most recent movies that are on maybe netflix that you can suggest to people you know, so in, if they don't want to watch Christmas movies, because we've already kind of covered that, but if they're stuck at home, it's snowing, or they're stuck with their family, and they're just like, okay, I can't go anywhere, may as well watch something good. This is what Mike suggests. Oh, uh, let's see what's come out uh, recently on Netflix. Um, this is more of a Halloween movie, but I really enjoy it. It's called Wendell and Wild. Oh, wow. okay. It's from director Tom Selleck, who also directed The Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline. Um, it's about a young girl whose parents die at a young age. And so she ends up going to this boarding school and she ends up befriending two demons who like promise they can bring her parents back if she does what they want her to oh, do. Wow, and cool. it, it's really interesting. And it's stop motion animation, which you don't see all that often these days. And it's a really like interesting watch in terms of like what it's doing thematically and plot wise. And Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele voice the two demons in case you oh, need wow. okay. uh, any more reason to watch it. That's right. <laughs> right. No, that sounds fa- And that's on Netflix right now? That's on Netflix, yeah. Okay, okay. And also Wednesday. Have you have you seen that? I just watched that, yeah. Yeah? What'd you think? I liked it pretty well. It's not normally my jam. It's kind of like uh, Adam's Family meets Riverdale, oh. if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, it does make sense. <laughs> kind of Gomez and Morticia are there in a couple of episodes, but it's mostly like Wednesday at this boarding school. A uh, real theme going on with boarding schools over on Netflix. I don't know what that's about, but it's Wednesday at like a magical boarding school where she's developing these like psychic powers and all the other students there are like werewolves and sirens. That's um, cool. That's but cool. it's it's really interesting and, and well done kind of what they do with uh, Wednesday's characterization. The actress who plays her, Jenna Ortega, is fantastic. So it's oh. it's worth a watch, I would say. Yeah. You know, and guys, that sounds so much up my alley, too, because, you know, I love the paranormal, too, and all the... And I think a siren is a mermaid, correct? Yeah, the the, yeah. the mermaid who kind of like lures sailors to their deaths. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, there you go. See, <laughs> that'd be fun. I, I think that'd be a fun little watch. And I think it's like, what, eight episodes? Eight, eight episodes, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, Mike, you have been so much fun. I love that you came on for my Christmas episode. This wasn't all Christmas, but there was enough for everyone to get a little taste of what we like and some of the things you are familiar with and maybe some new things that you guys can watch. So... I will put all of your information on my show notes and anything else you'd like to say? Uh, Check out Cinema Singularity over on TikToks. We have a lot of fun. I post like five videos a day on all things related to movies and TV. So if that's of interest to you, go check it out. Absolutely. And thanks again for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. 
Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.